Hello, and welcome to the Meddling Kids Podcast, a groovy review of everything Scooby-Doo. I'm your host, Chase Coupo. I already have a good feeling about this one because I love watching me some NFL football. This seems like a college team, but I guess we're going to find out in a few seconds what the deal is. So we start off with the game, with the gang, Scooby, Shaggy, Velma, Daphne, Fred, you know, the meddling kids, Mystery Incorporated, at a football game. <laughs> Closing minutes of play, 0-0. Zero zero. <laughs> Good lord. Either the, be- de- either the best defensive game anyone has seen, or one of the sloppier games the world has ever seen. But hey, the gang has front row seats, and they're having a great time. With about a minute and eight seconds left in the game, the Hawks are sending Flash Granger in. As he runs on, Scooby is stuck in a, a trash can near one of the team's tunnels. Long story. And as he struggles to get out, a ghost, or maybe it's actually a zombie? No, 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 ghost is in the title. It's a ghost. Uh, a ghost appears in the tunnel. It's uh, him in and Han and being all ghost-like. This sends Scooby-Doo running to his friends to say that he saw a ghost, but they're too distracted by the game. Uh, speaking of the game, the Hawks, the Hawks' own Flash Granger scores the game-winning touchdown on a long run. Presumably, it looked wrong. We only looked long. <laughs> we only pick up like at the end of it. So, you know, it could have been a catch or a run. We weren't showing the necessary details for me to truly provide accurate play-by-play details. Uh, there, there's fireworks and one single guy yelling amongst the stadium at its capacity. Great sound design and a mechanical flying hawk mascot. Everything you need for a good party. As Flash is carried off the field, he goes through a cloud of smoke or mist or whatnot, and Flash disappears. Uh, the mascot flies back into its nest or what have you, which is in the scoreboard. Uh, hey, spoiler alert, the mascot was probably used to swoop down and snatch Flash Granger up in the smoke and then take him away. Flash Granger is a really good sports name, by the way. Just saying. Uh, so the ghost now appears on top of said scoreboard, and he says that everyone, every single person, will pay. Now the gang has left the stadium to go pay the Hawks' owner a visit in his home the owner says that the in the 30s, there was a player named Rambler Ghost, another great name. Uh, he laid a curse, on, a curse on the stadium after he was booed off the field, and he was never seen again. The ghost is seemingly trying to wipe out or wipe the owners out, there's like an owner's group, by kidnapping Flash to sabotage the Wonder Bowl, uh, whatever that is. It sounds like a skill competition and not like an actual, like, like championship or big game, but you know, who am I? The gang goes back to the stadium. They see a player. Uh, Connors is the last name. He's Flash's replacement. Uh, he seems like he's doing alright in practice, but before the gang can accuse him of anything, he disappears and the ghost shows up to chase Scooby and Shaggy. It's a good fun chase. The sound of the ghost and, and the music and overall vibe remind me of the Mummy episode from Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Uh, they get away while wow, I keep smacking my lips and I'm noticing it and I'm not going to cut it out of the audio, but I'm sorry. I will attempt to not do so. Take a nice drink of water every time I do so. 
they get away and the gang decides to officially split up and look for clues. Scooby and Shaggy end up in the tra- in the training room. Of course, the ghost... Ooh, smack your lips again. Of course, the ghost is in there as well. Shaggy actually finds a clue, which doesn't always happen. It's usually by accident if he and Scooby do. Uh, some piece of paper. Sorry, I took a moment to yawn. Uh, it's currently 5 a.m. and I'm up before my 6 a.m. shift at work. Uh, but anyways, so the ghost is in the training room. Shaggy actually finds a clue. It's it's some piece of paper. I don't think he. Uh, I don't think he like explains or says what it is. I'm assuming it's some very vague and half-written note or picture or something that won't be like explained until the end of the show. Uh, the ghost discovers that clue in Shaggy's hands, and it goes after the two of them. Uh, they actually end up getting launched onto the roof of the facility, only to run into the older kids somehow. I guess they were trying to get a scoreboard, get to the scoreboard or like a view of it. Because the gang, when they split up, they said, you know, we'll start, we'll go top and bottom. I believe that might have been the previous episode I'm thinking of. But it's just weird that they get launched onto the roof, Scooby and Shaggy do, and then boom, the kids are, the other kids are just there. But that's okay, it's Scooby Doo. And. Ooh, smack the lips again. <laughs> I keep noticing it. Okay, they must be doing so uh, because the, they must be doing so. Uh, like I said, they must be uh, going for the scoreboard because in the very next moment, they begin investigating the room where the scoreboard is operated from. Uh, they find Mr. Ellsworth in there. Very classic Scooby name. Uh, just feels like the old man that's behind the crime, you know? Uh, he's just sitting down, but he seems to be pretty out of it. Uh, he said the rambling ghost grabbed him, and then he blacked out. Boom. Cut, touch, boom, out. Uh, the names are getting worse, by the way. So now Bulldog Kratotsky, another player, shows up. His shadow in the doorway looks awfully similar to the ghost. Hmm. Uh, he says he came up to make sure his name is spelled correctly during the game. Uh, he actually saw the phantoms, so he ducked in there to hide. He was on his way to see if his name is spelled correctly, and he saw the phantom, and then he hid in the scoreboard room. Where the kids are, with Mr. Ellsworth. Now this piques Velma's interest. Uh, they go back down to the field to reenact Crunch Connors, uh, that's Granger's replacement, to try and see what happened, why he disappeared. They send poor Scooby to go running through the tire obstacle that uh, uh, Connors was uh, participating on. Uh, Scooby is forced to do it, and when he does, they all find out that there's a trap door in the field that leads down to two underground tunnels. Daphne and Fred go down one, while Velma, Shaggy, and Scooby go down the other. Uh, those three end up in the grates of the Gridiron Hall of Fame room or, muse- or museum, whatever you'd like to call it. The three spot the ghost with the same paper he had earlier, and Scooby gets the unfortunate task of sneaking and yoinking it away from him. I guess I forgot to mention earlier that when the ghost was chasing Shaggy and Scooby to get that paper, he got the paper. Uh, but I guess Velma, she really chickened out there. Uh, just, just, Shaggy said, why don't you do it? And she was like, what, me? Well, no. Come on, Velma. Come on. Anyways, Scooby hilariously manages to get the paper with his tail, although he does get it pinched. Poor Scooby. Uh, this incites a chase scene. What else would there be? 
uh, which ends with the three getting dropped down a classic random Scooby-Doo episode trapdoor. In there, they find Flash and his replacement, Connors, down there as well. Crunch Connors. Uh, Velma puts Scooby in more danger with a rather quick and admittedly scientifically solid escape plan. Now, you would expect me to explain that plan, correct? So now Scooby is out, and everyone else gets ready to follow suit. Then those three meddling kids meet up with Daphne and Fred, and they go to Mr. Prentice's house. Uh, that's the owner of the Hawks, one of the owners of the owner group, Mr. Pintus. Uh The newspaper they stole from the ghost includes an article about the old coaching staff, the former coaching staff, that is. Two are still currently on the staff, but others, I think two, I believe, haven't been seen in years. Now the gang is, they I guess they have all the pieces they need. They're getting ready to set a trap. Some episodes, it's obvious, like the mystery is a little more obvious, and you really can feel like when they say, it's time to set a trap, you're like, yeah, it is time to set a trap. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention that well to this one, but it doesn't really feel like time to set a trap. I'm not sure what we've discovered that really spells mystery out. Well, I'm sure there is. But anyways, uh, the the gang is back at the stadium reading yet another newspaper. Seems to be the motif of this episode. And the headline on the front page is about the missing players returning. The owner claims it was all a hoax and the last practice will commence tonight, which is right before tomorrow's Wonder Bowl event. Velma and the gang know that the ghost is going to show up with this information in mind. The plan is to have Shaggy and Scooby dressed as the two missing players. Shaggy and Scoob... Pardon me. Shaggy and Scoob are giving a, given a self-inflating football, so when the ghost comes to grab them, they shove it down his shirt, he'll blow up like a balloon, and they'll have him. Easy peasy. So on the first play of practice scrimmage shaggy proves that he's fast but he doesn't have the greatest football acumen same for scooby still they do their job as the ghost shows up to torment them they don't make use of the football as they never get a hold of the pass intended for them before the rambling ghost shows up they get chased around for a hot second but they end up getting trapped in a van talk about the creeper huh the van is a team vehicle that is for some reason, parked on the field during practice. So uh, the two uh, are about to be kidnapped, like this is it, but there's a lawnmower that they were riding, long story, and it busts them out of that trap. And then through a silly, convoluted, cartoon-type chase, they end up outside the stadium in a shark float, uh, a float as in like the things in a parade, to be clear. I think sharks are the, the team that uh, the Hawks are going to face. Uh, but anyways, the ghost ended up in there too. And things do get tense for a second. But tr the trick football, the self-inflating football is pulled out of nowhere. Like I had no clue it was on either of their persons. Uh, but Shaggy and Scooby use it, causing the three to be launched back through the air and into the stadium. Well, okay, so the ghost launches into the stadium and then Shaggy and Scooby come driving in on the float to capture the ghost confident and securely. When I do things like that, uh, well, one, maybe it's to add a bit of realism to to the, the notes, you know. I don't want to sound too monotonous, but I don't want to sound too lively either. No, uh, it's because I'll be watching the episode and I'm writing notes at the same time. And I try to, like, predict what's happening or I, I just I see something start to happen and I keep writing 
as if I know what's gonna happen, and I got through, gotten through like a sentence, and then I look up and like the you know the ghost is here, Shaggy and Scooby are there. I just try too hard. I care too much. <laughs> but uh, so they they catch the ghost confident and securely. Great job. Rarely see these those two do that. Uh, they unmask the ghost, and it is Mr. Ellsworth, the scoreboard operator. Wow, I saw it coming. But what I didn't see coming is that the Mr. Ellsworth is a mask. They take off the Ellsworth mask, and it's Buck Bender who is revealed. Buck Bender, someone who we have spent no time naming or thinking about at all in this episode, technically, is a former member of the coaching staff who had some sort of grudge. His reasons were not explained, very well explained, but they got the bad guy, and that's all that matters. The episode finishes up. I think I smacked my lips right there, but I don't know if you could hear it. Uh, the episode finishes up with the Hawks barely winning another game by scoring the first points with zero seconds left on the clock. Awful. It's like a freshman high school team first game of, like, the season. Ugh. But whatever. They won. Good job, uh, Flash Granger. And that does it for this episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you to Dave Seste for the use of his song, Night Surfing, for the theme song. Now stay groovy, and remember, I wouldn't have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. Mm-hmm.